holding on to good intention is really important. So when we find ourselves thinking that person did it on purpose, I can't believe they did that, I'm getting wound up by you, you're being really irritating, that thing is bugging me, that's the timeout moment. That is the moment to stop and say, okay, hang on, what's the good intention here? What's this person potentially trying to do? Welcome to the Unlocking Your People podcast. We believe that successful businesses run on people and relationships. The better your people perform, the better your business will perform. This show is dedicated to business owners and team builders that are looking to get the best out of their people and workforce. Each episode will be a strategy, a message, and even tips and tricks to help you create and cultivate a passionate workforce for your organization. Your host has spent her career helping companies and leaders handle the tough people stuff at work and helping people work better together so they can increase their impact and their results. CEO of E3 Consulting, Jess Chapman. There's a concept that we share at the beginning of all of our leadership training programs, and it's the concept of intention versus impact. Now, we talked already in the series about the platinum rule, which is the way of thinking about how you tailor and treat other people. It's that idea that no one else has your brain. And so treating other people the way you like to be treated doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We're trying to figure other people out and treat them the way that we like to be treated. And intention versus impact builds on that. And it is just as fundamental in its help for the quality of the relationships that you had. So it's a simple, it's a relatively simple idea. But once you get your head around it, it can have really significant implications for the quality of your conversations. And more specifically, if you are looking to raise an issue with somebody or have one of those difficult conversations, if somebody's doing something that you find unhelpful or doesn't work for you or you don't like, those two aspects of intention and impact are really important because we need to pull them apart in those conversations. And in doing so, we get to keep the conversation in a really positive and constructive place. So it's a really simple concept, but it's one that we don't learn at school, like a lot of the stuff we don't learn at school. And so I'm going to talk through it here today. Right. So ultimately, as a human being, we have a reason for everything that we do. Now, it's not always an entirely conscious reason. There's all kinds of things that as people we do on habit, right? We're driven by to create habits in our brain and we will default back to habit a lot of the time. And we'll talk about that later in the series. But there's a driver, there is a reason. Right? There is something that causes you to choose to do the things that you are doing. And that's what we mean by intention. It is the why you do the things that you do. And sometimes it's more conscious than others, but there is always a reason. So you have an intention, you have a reason or a driver. And because you have that reason, you take an action or you behave a certain way. And then that action or that behavior has an impact on other people potentially, right? So impact is the result of your actions. It's the reaction that other people have. It's the response you get from them. It's the way they feel about what you did. It's all of those things. Now, in an ideal world, your intention and your impact match. So if I go into a conversation with someone and I want them to feel excited about it, ideally at the end of the conversation, they feel excited about it. And when we have that kind of alignment, no one really notices. We don't need to think about the conversation or what's going on because the outcome of the conversation is what we expected. Our impact and our intention were aligned and everything's good. But for all kinds of reasons, from personality differences to ways that we communicate to 
the way that your brain works, to bias, to all kinds of things, there are lots of times when our intention and our impact don't match. And then it's really important that we can pull them apart to have a conversation about them because it's in the pulling them apart that we're able to have those difficult conversations about it in a really constructive fashion. So let's walk through what that actually means. So let's say that you interrupt somebody in a meeting and they come to talk to you about it. They're unhappy about the fact you did it. And so they're coming to to tell you that they're unhappy. Because you know why you did it, right? So let's say, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why you might interrupt somebody that are good intentions. Could be that you are passionate, right? And you had loads of ideas and you wanted to get the ideas out. And so you kind of jumped in before you forgot what you were going to say. That happens a lot. Maybe you thought that what was being shared was incorrect and you stepped in to try and correct and make sure that accurate information was given. Maybe you found the meeting was getting off track or taking too long and so you cut in to try and move things along. Those are all really good intentions behind the interrupting behaviour. So because you know what your intention was, when someone comes to talk to you, we tend to excuse our behaviour away. We'll say things like, oh, come on now, you know me, I just get really passionate and i got to get in there and get my ideas out on the table before I forget them. It's not about you, you know, let it go. Or we'll say, yeah, I know, but, you know, we were going around in circles and getting off track and it's really important that we stick to the agenda and get to stay on time, right? We will fall back on talking about our intention and we will excuse the impact of our choices because we know what the int- intention was. But if it works the other way around, we don't generally respond the same way. So let's say you're in the meeting and every time you try to say something, somebody else interrupts you. Then you're wired to respond to that quite differently. And we're we're wired to actually assume a negative intention, right? So what I mean by that is you start to try and speak and somebody cuts you off and they do it several times and you're starting to get frustrated now. And in your head, you're thinking, wow, that's really rude. Um, and then you start thinking, Jesus, they're doing this on purpose, or clearly they don't care about what I think. Or And eventually you get, to, this is deliberate. They're deliberately interrupting me. This is really rude. And you may be at that point thinking things that are much less polite than what I'm sharing here now. At that point, you are assuming a deliberate negative intention, right? You are assuming that that person's actions were deliberately intended to cut you off. That was the point of what they were doing. But most of the time, it's not, right? We really don't work that way. So back to your own, when you're the person interrupting, you know your intention. Your intention is not, I know, I'm going to go out there and interrupt Fred today because that'll really wind him up and that'll be great. Your intention was to share an idea or to make the meeting more efficient or to make sure it was accurate. All great. Your choice of doing it by interrupting somebody else had an unintended, unexpected consequence, right? So your intention and your impact weren't aligned. We really generally, most of the time, do not go out and do things out of negative, deliberate intent. We, we just don't. Nobody gets out of bed in the morning and thinks, I'm going to go to work today and I'm going to behave in a way that has other people think I'm an asshole. That's going to be fantastic. We, we just don't do that. We have a reason for our behavior. We choose a course of action and that course of action has an implication for somebody else that we didn't intend or expect, right? And we end up being an asshole for that person, but that was not our original intention. Now, every time we have these conversations on courses, there is someone who says, yes, they do. There is somebody going, yes, I know people who have a deliberate, you know, malicious intention. I know people who do things on purpose to wind other people up. There's lots of people who do that. 
and usually that comes up at least once in every in every course that we do. So my answer to that is fairly simple. So I am not suggesting that at some point in your life, you may not come across somebody who does not have your best intentions at heart. Right? You're not going to find the world is full of wonderful, altruistic people who are here to show you the love all the time. Right? That's not how this works. But what I'm saying is that more often than not, that is not the underlying driver. Right? The person didn't get out of bed and think, woohoo. I'm going to go wind you up today because that's going to make life great for both of us. More often than not, when we think it's deliberate or malicious or done on purpose, it's really nothing to do with us. The person who was trying to do something good, they made a choice about how to do it. And that choice of action is what has impacted us. But it's really hard for us to think that way when we are frustrated or annoyed by what somebody else does. It's really hard for us to take an empathetic or logical approach to their behavior when what they did had that impact on us, right? It's the difference between your emotional and logical parts of your brain. So as soon as somebody does something to us, we default to it must have been on purpose. And then when we do that, we respond to that behavior in usually not the most helpful way. So we get defensive, we get frustrated, we go poke the person, they get defensive back, and before you know it, you're in a vicious cycle and everybody's upset and it didn't work. Right? So that's what we're trying to avoid. And we avoid that by separating between intention and impact, by understanding that the impact that somebody had on us was likely not their intention. And to try to explore with that person what they were actually intending to do and help them choose a different way forwards. Right? So we are pulling apart the difference between intention and impact and helping that person find a way to do whatever it is they're trying to do without having the same impact on us. Now, there's going to be somebody, because I had this show up in a, in a session I was doing, who said, why can't I just tell them to stop? Right? Why, why can't I just say to that person, stop interrupting me? And my answer to that is simple. You certainly can. It, that's, telling people to stop is always a tool in your toolkit. However, it is incredibly difficult to stop doing things, right? So particularly if they're habitual, right? So if we're talking about behaviors that somebody has had for a long time, habits are hard to break. So helping somebody find a different way forwards is more useful. There is an underlying reason why that person did what they did. And that reason still exists. So unless you help them find another way of approaching that reason, when they find themselves in the same place again, they'll probably default back to the same behavior. So, you know, if the person interrupted you because they felt the meeting was getting off track and everyone was behind and the conversation was going around in circles, telling them stop interrupting me will not take that underlying intention away. The next time they are in a meeting that goes around in circles and everybody's like not on track, they will still want to do something about that. And if they don't have an alternative way forwards, they will likely default back to what they've done before, which is interrupting people. So you'll see the same behavior again. It's not that they don't care or they don't listen or they're not interested in your feedback. It's that changing behavior is hard, right? So we need to help people find a different way forwards and we do that by separating intention and impact and being empathetic in the way that we approach those things are you enjoying the show thus far we know the people stuff in your business can be tricky to nail down each scenario feels unique on its own we go through so many resources and tools with the podcast it's tough to keep up we get it 
So what if you had all the right tools and training to help your organization be successful every single day with your people and the culture you're building? Jess and her team have created a range of training programs that can help you with all the different challenges of unlocking your people. For the challenges of leadership, there are two core programs, Elevate for supervisors and Propel for more senior leaders. Both programs dig deeper into the concepts, frameworks, and skills that you've heard throughout this podcast series. From building trust and empathy, to having those tougher people conversations, to managing conflict, and so much more. To see which program makes more sense for you, please go to www.e3.ca slash training for the full breakdown. The best part? All the programs are fully virtual and modular, meaning you can do them anywhere, anytime, and fit them into your busy schedule. And if you're facing particular challenges in building your team, managing change, or managing performance, we have online toolkits that can solve your unique challenges today. Once again, www.e3.ca slash training. Now, back to the show. So if we hold on to the notion of good intention, it can help us approach those conversations differently. So even though somebody might be doing something that we find unhelpful, if we can pause and say, okay, what might they have been trying to do here? What might have been the good intention behind this not so helpful behavior that I can then go and have a conversation with them about? If I understand that, if I can get my head around their good intention, we can find another way of addressing the problem. So if it was that the meeting is going around in circles and it's taking too long, there are lots of ways of addressing that. Maybe you have a better chair of meeting. Maybe you have a clearer agenda. Maybe somebody tracks time. Though all of those things help keep you on track without you having to default back to interrupting people to get to the same end result. So you're trying to understand with somebody, what were you trying to do when you did that? Here is the implication of what you chose to do to to achieve that intention. Is there a different way forwards? And by being able to explain the impact of somebody's actions, but by being empathetic about it, right? You're not going in and going, you interrupted me, you need to stop doing that, I'm really upset about it. You're going in to say, I noticed you doing this, What? talk to me about what you were trying to achieve. Here's the impact it had for me. Is there a different way forwards here? we can have much more constructive conversations about what's going on with an individual and getting them to achieve a different end result. And as we'll talk about as we go through this series, we automatically separate people into friend and foe, right? Like when I meet you, my brain goes, hmm, are you like me? I don't know. Do I like you? If I like you, if you're like me, I will want to work with you and do things for you. If on a basic level, I'm not sure about you, I will put you in a I'm not sure category. So if you could approach these conversations from a empathetic, thoughtful friend perspective, I'm trying to explore why you're doing what you're doing. The individual is going to be much more likely to hear your concerns, hear your explanation of impact and want to do something about it. If you go into the conversations from the perspective of you didn't do this and I didn't like it, then we are in an antagonistic place and the conversation usually goes sideways. So there is a concept. So the concept of Intention versus impact, really important. Holding on to good intention is really important. So when we find ourselves thinking that person did it on purpose, I can't believe they did that, I'm getting wound up by you, you're being really irritating, that thing is bugging me, that's the timeout moment. That is the moment to stop and say, okay, hang on, what's the good intention here? What's this person potentially trying to do? 
And it doesn't actually matter if you get it right. The thought of thinking about the fact that there's a positive reason, not about you, that's causing this person to act this way can help you take a more constructive lens on the situation and approach the conversation in a more appropriate way. And you'll see it because the more irritated you are, the less able to be empathetic and logical we usually end up being. So when we no longer believe the person is malicious or deliberate in what they did, we no longer respond with the same level of defensiveness. And then we can have our conversations in a more productive way. So you might be thinking now, okay, I think I have my head around it. I think I get what you're talking about, Jess. Intention, impact, okay, good. But how does that actually help me? All right. So let's consider the situation of Amy. So Amy works in HR. She's in an organization of about 50 people. And the team she works with are remote and they work all over Canada and the US. Right? Most of the correspondence she gets is, because everybody's all over the place, either email or some kind of instant message. And when there's a mistake in payroll, Amy gets an email from somebody affected by the payroll that is, shall we say, very blunt and direct. Right? Could have been, could have been nicer, could have been framed up better. And it says something like, why is there an issue with this payroll run and what are you doing about it? And Amy feels that that email questions both her ability to do her job and her credibility in the role, right? So I'm not talking about Amy misinterpreting an email, right? So emails often are not super well written and et cetera. You can't read tone in an email and so on. So not talking about that, but we'll come back to that. But she gets this email, not particularly well thought through, direct in its approach um maybe some of the language wasn't awesome and amy gets defensive and she fires back an email in a similar tone so unsurprisingly then the individual who she sends the email to gets further frustrated and goes around her to her boss and then the situation is escalated so at that point we need to backtrack so i'm sure some of you are thinking well she just needs to remember that you can't read tone in an email and yes that's true but what we want to get into the mindset of it that, that it doesn't matter if the email is rude. It doesn't matter if the person's face to face with you and you think they're rude. It's about your headspace going back to intention. So when someone does something that spikes you, that triggers you to be unhappy, that instead of biting back or responding in another way, or even having in our headspace that it was deliberate, if we're even if we're calm. We want to not only maintain our composure, but better yet, we want to think, oh, they probably didn't mean to do that. I wonder what they were trying to do, and I wonder how I can help them do this better. And then you have a better chance of not only resolving the issue at hand, but getting the person to consider the way they did things, because you are approaching it in a positive, collaborative, and empathetic fashion. And that's what triggers our brains to say, okay, I'll work with you. So what Amy can do in that situation, whether it's email or face-to-face, is to pause and consider the intention behind the action. No matter how unhelpful or deliberate her brain immediately thinks it is, it is most likely, like I'd say 99% likely, that that person didn't mean to do it that way. They were trying to do something else, and with the choice of how they went about it had an impact on her they weren't expecting. So when Amy stops and she starts to think, maybe that person was trying to drive some action, or maybe they wanted to get resolution as quickly as possible, Maybe they wanted to provide direct information or maybe they're frustrated and they're trying to vent their frustration. Well, rather than being deliberately rude to her, if she can hold on to one of those intentions, then her approach is generally different. It doesn't mean she doesn't address the impact of the action. It just means that she's in a different headspace when she does. And that's what allows us to have better, more constructive conversations. So the next time someone does something you find unhelpful or where your inside voice says that person's an asshole, 
then pause for a minute and consider the notion of good intention. What might be driving this action that isn't about you? What might be the good intention behind the not so helpful behavior? When you see that it might not be so deliberately malicious after all, what does that do for your ability to be calmer and more rational in your conversation with the individual? So we're going to talk about intention and impact again when we talk about difficult conversations, and it is one to get your head around. If you'd like more information about it, or you think you know someone who would benefit from coaching on impact, because we do a lot of that kind of work, then please get in touch with us. But it is a fundamental concept to start thinking about if you are working on improving your relationships with others, working effectively with different types of people, particularly people you find challenging, or if you're in a role where you have to give a lot of feedback to people or manage people's performance, intention and impact is a critical thing to get your head around, because it will make having those conversations and giving that feedback so much easier. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Unlocking Your People podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when leaders have the right strategies and frameworks to tackle the tough people stuff within their business and organizations. To learn more about how Jess and her team can potentially help your organization unlock the potential in its people, take a look at the options at www.e3.ca. The better your people perform, the better your business will perform. Once again, it's www.e3.ca. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,